0: Yeah, so I have, was a student at CSU. I came in 2010, and I was involved with Kai Alpha from for almost all of that, particularly towards the end, um, at which point I went and gave two years in Russia. By the way, when they say give a year, don't believe them. It always ends up being more. For <laughs> I mean, like, it does. It's like, it's somehow it grows into two, three. three just be careful, okay? Give you a year, if the Lord puts it on your heart. Anyway, I spent two years in Russia, then I came back um, to the States and I have been living in Fort Collins. Um, I live right near the university and campus West. Actually, I live like right down the road from some of you guys. me. You, yeah, yeah, I'm like three houses down. Three doors down. So, I'm actually who called in your house church and, st- no, I'm not. I'm called the city. That- they're meeting and worshiping the Lord. Um, I know. No, that wasn't me. We would get called in too. Um, so, and I am i am a park ranger for Larimer County. So if you go up to Tooth and you're naughty, I'm, I'm going to come yell at you potentially. I have had to reprimand um, people from Kai Alpha, which is always, I actually, it's kind of fun, um, but it's also very awkward for them, but it's, it's, You know, because they're not really in trouble, but they think they are, and it's it's kind of funny. Um, Cable, I think, was the most recent person I had to yell at. Isn't that right? right? What were you doing? You were jumping off trees into the water? Yeah. (laughs) And actually, it wasn't even me who yelled at you. It was one of my trainees. And then I was like, uh, and I was like, oh, I think that's Cable. (laughs) I think he's getting married. Party poopers, man. And then the other thing we do is um, we own a small guiding, um, like adventure tourism company doing mountaineering, climbing, uh, excursions, things like that. And we launched that um, business with um, the goal of hopefully moving overseas again and doing missions maybe in Central Asia. Um, so that's a little bit about me. But before, I'm going to tell you more about my story. Um, but before we get into that, I want to meditate a little bit on why we are even here. Why in the world did you just travel six hours? Some of you at, what, when, when did you leave? Nine o'clock at night? When did Carrie leave? You left at 10 and drove through the night to come to Bear Lake Utah, which is a cool place. It is. You know, like we got a lake, we got kayaks and stuff, but um, Colorado's cool too. So, you know, why in the world are we doing this? Anybody care to answer? No, I can, don't worry. Um, so the reason, one of the big parts of Men's Advance, coming together as men is to, I would say it's a celebration. Um, it's to celebrate something that comes from the heart of God and that is, is friendship and, and more specifically brotherhood. Um, this connection that God has, has gifted us that we get to have with one another. Um, and that's why we we go on a, kind of a silly adventure and come and and do this, um, and we're gonna have a lot of fun today, and do hopefully some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. We'll see. That's up. That's really up to y'all. That's up to you. What you all <laughs> hooligans get into. Um, but we we're, we're we're here to celebrate this thing. Like I said, that comes from the heart of God. Friendship and brotherhood is important because it 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 stems from who God is it's not like you know there's all kinds of theories out there why do why do people want friends why do they seek community why do we herd together you know um and there's all kinds of things but I'll, I'll make the claim to you all that the reason is is because the creator of the universe is a relational God and built us to be together um can any tell me, what are the greatest commandments? Love. Right. And what that second part, to love, your, to love your neighbor as yourself starts to get at this part. The first one's really focused on God, right? It's focused like, okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. But how does, how does one do that? How do you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? A lot of the Old Testament was actually like, involved with asking this question. Zach, how do you do that? You do that through everything you do, you offer a Lord? Yeah. Anybody else? How does how does one love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength? Well. I was gonna say that, but. Loving others is a good example. Rather than having things for, you, for your own actions, your own gain and give the small things of your everyday life, there's like, in terms on how to Sure, Yeah. And it's good. And there's a lot of ways to do it. In everything you do, I would I would say to you you can be doing it or you cannot be doing it. But one of I think the principle, the primary ways that God gives us like, the reason God or Jesus, I mean, made that statement in that order is because he was he was actually explaining something to the people. He was He was teaching in that moment when they're like what's the greatest commandment so does anybody know the origin of that first statement of um love the lord your god with all your heart mind and soul the shema Shema. what's the shema uh it is a prayer that israelites would write and put in boxes that they would tie to their hands and they would tie to their foreheads yeah yeah and it's also the first of the ten commandments Mm -hmm. um so it's this prayer that, that Jews would pray multiple times a day, every day. Um, and so first Jesus quotes that. And you can imagine it. He's talking to these people. He's talking to all these people. who, They're all church kids, if you will. And, and everyone's nodding. Yep, of course. That's the, the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. We're all tracking. Then he adds, love your neighbor as yourself, as this little tag on the end. Does anyone know where that comes from? It's this random verse in Deuteronomy that, like, on first reading, you're like, oh, he kind of almost even pulls that out of the context. Like, it comes at the end of a bunch of, like, purity laws. But Jesus adds it on. And what I think he was doing there is he was was making a point to them. He was teaching them. How do you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength? Well, one of the principal ways that we do it is how we relate to our brothers and sisters, how we relate to our neighbors, how we relate to those around us. So it comes deeply from the heart of God, how we treat each other and what we do with one another. Um, But it goes further than that. So does anybody know from John 15, the vine and the branches passage, Jesus kind of gives a little picture of what it means to love your brother. Anyone know that off the top of their head? No? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Somebody want to... Well, no, I'll just tell you. So, in that verse, this is Jesus... It's one of my favorite passages, but Jesus says, Love has no greater than this but to one who lays down his life for his friends. Yeah. So that's a little picture of, of how do you... Okay, how do I love my neighbor? Maybe you ask that question. Like, okay, love the Lord, God with all your heart, mind, and spirit. How do I love my neighbor? well, different parts of the Bible, take it a little further. One that lays down his life for his friends. All of this is to say that we are, and I believe that God has built us for relationship. He's built us for brotherhood. Um, It's ingrained into us. We need it. We want it. Um, We, I would claim to you, can't really live without it. So, If you don't believe me in that, like, okay, so I was, uh, I was a military kid. I grew up all over the place. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so this dude and I have a very similar uh, growing up experience. We both lived in Deutschland in Germany in high school, about 10 years apart. Um, and, yeah, we were just, uh, if anyone ever has an opportunity to go to Germany, eat a donor kebab. Donor kebab. It will change your life. Probably more than anything I share with you today, it'll change your life. It is the best food in the world. Yes. So, you've had donor kebab? Yes. Okay. Where did you have donor kebab? Uh, Back home. Uh, Where's home? uh, In in Jakarta. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. And you agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Raise your hand if you I'm just kidding. All right. right. So, (laughs) um,. I was a military kid and I grew up moving all over the place. Change and like not keeping friends was normal to me. It was easier, like the longest place I lived was six years. So that wasn't bad. But even within that, um, I moved schools three times, moved houses twice. So really up until, up until living in Northern Colorado, the longest I like was in one social context was probably three years at the max. I bet you know what this feels like to some degree. Well, actually, no, you were at nine years. Yeah, so it's a little different for you. Some of you might know it. Um, so if I had been sitting in your chair and listening to what I am saying to you right now, I'd have been like, meh, not me. Like, I, I like, I'm used to moving. I'm used to leaving people behind. Like, I'm okay with being like kind of friends for a little while and then we go. I don't, like, I don't need like this, deep relationship that that you're talking about in fact i don't want it and i I would have believed that i've been genuine and stating that that's what i felt and thought but that wasn't true at all actually it's quite the opposite i was very lonely um and i was prideful Uh, my pride is what um kind of hid that for myself i don't need other people um so, have any of you ever felt lonely or misunderstood? Yeah. yeah, probably every one of you has felt lonely and misunderstood. Whatever you may think about that, that is that drive for community in you. That is you desiring to be known and desiring to be loved, desiring to be seen, desiring to have friends who love you. You're built for community, you're built for relationship, you're built to be loved. And the wonder of the gospel is that's the God we have is a God who loves you um, and has given you other people around you, whether you see it or not, who love you as well and who want to have that godly. um, And when I say godly, I mean stemming from who God is. I don't mean like some kind of like, oh, moral, like right and wrong, per se, that, you know, that's part of it but it's it's stemming from God. It is who he is and how he built us to interact with one another. So I think I could probably say with 100% certainty that every person who is in this room right now is here because somebody has loved you. Because somebody has loved you and said, I want to be your friend. Um, none of you just showed up because you're like, hmm, I'm gonna just go to this random retreat in Bear Lake. Some, you know someone who has become your friend and that's why you're here, right? So it's going on in front of you. All right, so now I'm gonna tell you a little bit of my, a little bit more of my story. Like I mentioned, I grew up as a military kid all over the place. I graduated high school in Germany and um, came back to Colorado for school. I'd never lived in Colorado. I just more or less chose it out of a hat because I wanted to ski. And it's good ways to choose a school. So as I was leaving, so I was was, was raised in a Christian family, raised with just kind of nominally believing that, yeah, God's real, all the basic things about Christianity, sure, those are true. As I got into late high school, I began to um, experiment with what else the world had to offer. So... Um, you know, partying, mild drug use, just seeing what was out there, uh, messing around with girls. And I held that in really no tension with my Christian beliefs. I was like, meh, yep, all of this is true. Even led worship at, like, youth group and stuff like that and was really living this super hypocritical life. Um, but it didn't hit me, and and one of the reasons it didn't hit me was because, like... I had no real experience of like a deep relationship with God. Like there was no, like God was not some, someone that God wasn't someone. God was an idea. God was a, a kind of thing out there. It was a, a cultural norm. It wasn't somebody who I cared for deeply. So to like, you know, sing songs and play guitar while well, I like playing guitar and singing. So that's cool. Um, and then I also liked going out and partying. That's cool too. Um, and and didn't really bother me that much until I was leaving and in my senior year and kind of my train of um, using marijuana and stuff had had put me in this place, interestingly enough, where I had made some choices that were really unkind to some friends. Um, And I actually had a friend, not a Christian, nothing to do with Jesus, call me out and be like, hey, you're, you're kind of a bad friend now. I don't really want to be your friend. And I was like, whoa what, Why did they say that? Like, why am I a bad friend? I didn't really have an answer. I didn't know. But what all that did was, as I was going to university, I was like, hmm. I think I was a better person when I when I was living more like a Christian. So I guess I'll do that again. So I show up at CSU, and in my first week, um, some guys from Kai Alpha find me. Has anyone met Josh Nicholas? Jay Nick. Yeah. So Jay Nick is who discipled me. For most of my early years, they found me through a guy named Togi. Uh, yeah, Togi. Who was my yeah? You guys know Togi? Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, and uh, yeah, so huh? Yeah, yeah, you just totally derailed me, bro. No, it's fine. Um, this is just welcome to my brain. So. I start hanging out with these dudes and, and I'm there because it's like, I, my thing is like, I wanna be a better person. There's nothing about like, oh, I want to like, I, I didn't love God, just being truthful. Um, I wanna be a better person and, and these guys are fun to hang out with. So they start, I start hanging out with Kyle I get him plugged in right away. I'm in a small group. Um, and, but the Lord in his graciousness, even though I wasn't really there for him, was really there for me, would use that and started to to speak to me, and um, I began to. One, the first thing I noticed was, hmm, these other guys around me, they they do the same things, but they seem to really mean it. Like they really seem to actually like. There's a little bit more than what I've got. Um, I'm here because, you know, I, I I discovered I'm not very nice if I'm not doing this stuff. Um, but they're here because they like seem like they actually really want to be in a way that's, that's different. Um, and that started to prick and pull at my spirit and make me wonder what it was. And then in that, as I started to push into the things that these guys were living for and tell me about into um, to, to being present, to being a good friend, to serving, um, to seeking the Lord through the devotional life and things like that, I, I felt like actually a little... God's starting to speak to me. I started to encounter the presence of the Lord and the Spirit of God in a way I hadn't ever known. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is what this seems to be about. Um, felt like the Lord put a, um, a, a yearning, maybe even a call for missions um, on my heart in those early years. Went through the normal process, went through LTC, started leading a small group. Um, and it was awesome, like, those early days. And, and I was a super-duper shy kid, like, coming out of, of uh, high school. And internally, like, God's calling to myself. but, like, it's, it's fascinating. When we live according to God's purpose, he, he cares for all of us. So, like, I started learning that, hey, I'm a valuable person. Like, I have valuable things to bring. I don't need to, like, try and hide. I don't need to... Um, I can, I can just have a conversation with people, things like that. And then it started to grow very externally as a person too, and realize, oh, look, I can, I can make friends and do things like that, which for me was important. I didn't know I could do that. Um, anyways, all of that goes on and I'm in my sophomore year. No, I think sophomore or junior year, I'm leading a small group and things are going good. Um have an awesome small group with these dudes I love and they love me and we are pursuing the Lord. But, through this entire time, there was this girl. Uh Uh-oh, yeah. There's this, I know, right? There was this girl who I really liked. I knew her through my job at the CSU Rec Center, at the climbing wall. I worked at the climbing wall for many years. Yeah. Yeah, I did, huh, yeah. I don't know if there's still pictures of me around or whatever, but if you see you with a giant fro, that was me. Um, She had a huge fro, like kind of like close to that, even a little bigger. Does anybody remember that? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, and as she wasn't a believer and she was kind of in a circle of friends that had nothing to do with faith and and. And it was all, like, surrounded adventure and climbing and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but I really liked her and had, you know, kind of tried to, like, show my interest. And, you know, we had kind of, you know how it all goes. You, like, you talk and things look like they're going to happen. And then maybe they don't. You know, all of that sort of stuff. And I would kind of come to this place where I was like, you know what? This isn't, like, the Lord put my heart, like, this isn't good. Like, like I need to, like, give this thing up. But But I... Couldn't. I was so, like, so wrapped up with this person. Um, I even told my small group, like, all right, guys. I think my exact words were, like, if you see me hanging out with her this next semester, you need to kick me in the balls. No one ever kicked me in the balls, but I, I definitely deserved it. But that was, like, I, so the point is I knew. Like, I, I was, like, this is, this is something that the Lord is leading me to give up. Um, and, of course, it's, like, right after that that she finally, like, starts showing interest and things like that. So... Um I'm I'm growing with my small group, I'm growing the Lord, the Lord's taking me into really good, deep stuff. And all of a sudden there's this opportunity to date this girl. She likes me that I've wanted for a long time now, I've been had a crush on her for over probably like a year and a half by this point. Um and so I start I start pursuing that as well. And at every step of the way, like it's just becoming more clear that God is making this like these things are not going to fit. And, and what I'm telling myself at this point is like I can have both. Like I'm telling myself, yeah, I can I can do I can be with my brothers. I can do what God's calling me to do. I can pour into my small group and I can have this girl. Um, and I justify it to myself by being like, I'm 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 reaching her. I'm going to reach you with the gospel. I'm going to flirt to convert, guys. Dude, yeah. That's, and, and, and then I'm going to reach that whole friend group this way, even though there's plenty of stuff. And my brother started calling me out on it. Gently, my brother started being like, no, this isn't, this isn't working, this isn't good. And it came to kind of this crux in this head, a point of, I had like a very clear decision point. I, I invited a bunch of my um, fellow like leaders over to a party, a Thanksgiving party, um, with a bunch of these other friends. And I was like, Alright, this is like they're gonna they're gonna meld, like this is gonna be awesome and stuff, and it just fell flat. Like we just it just didn't happen. Neither group like connected with each other and stuff like that. And and it was just clear like this is not working. Like like God at that time I didn't have the wherewithal to know this, but God was like in his love for me, not letting me have my cake and it too, not bringing these two things again. He knew that there was something in my heart that I was holding in front of him, and he was like, no, I'm not gonna let you have it. And my brothers obviously can see, see through all of this and stuff, and, um, and they love me. Together. So that night, after that party, I was, I was super angry. I was angry with God. It was like, it's like, I'm trying so hard to like bring these, these two things together. Um, and I was angry at my brothers because I, I blamed them for not you know coming in and loving these people well enough um, and like pushing themselves to, to, to meet them and stuff like that. And I kind of twisted the situation to explain it. And that night, I made a really conscious choice. I was like, I want this girl and I want these friends and, and I'm done with the Kayaka stuff. I'm done with like pursuing my small group um cuz this is fun she's pretty i like her and i really want this and giving it up's too hard and it's more attractive than than what god's been doing in with these brothers so The reality of brotherhood and friendship and seeking the Lord is that there's often a cost that comes with it. Um, Especially when we first come to the Lord. There's generally a season of, of, I don't wanna say it's easy, but it's like, you're realizing that God is good, like, and God is good. And, And he's showing that to himself. But sooner or later, God in his love for you is going to start probing into you and he's going to desire to change you. Um, And at that point, there's going to start to be costs to be born um, to continue with him and to continue in what you've seen as good and true to continue in the friendships and the brotherhood that God is gifting you. Um, And you're gonna have to decide whether or not you're going to count that cost, whether you're going to bear it, whether you're, going to, whether you're going to listen to God and trust him when all of a sudden he is putting his finger on something that maybe isn't even like categorically bad. Um, there's a lot about what I thought I wanted to do that wasn't categorically bad, but there was something in me and how I was approaching it that very much was against what God was doing in my life. And it was me wanting to have what I wanted and not trust the Lord. So he, he was resisting that in his love. So you're gonna come to that place, potentially. That's not the end of the story or my testimony, but that's where I am going to leave it for now until this evening when we come back and chat again. So wherever you're at, Today, I don't know most of you. Even those I do know, I don't really know what's going on in your lives. Like, I'm not had the conversations and stuff like that. Um, but, things I would leave you with to think about today is consider, like, my statement on you are built for relationship, you're built for friendship, you're built for brotherhood, you're built for love. Consider whether or not you believe that to be true. Let me tell you something, I am not interested in y'all just agreeing with me in anything I say. What I'm interested in you all doing is thinking about things I tell you and having an open spirit that if they're true, to do something about them, okay? So wrestle, I, I encourage you to wrestle. What I do not need is a bunch of people to agree with me I need people to be truthful and honest. And that's the second part about all of this. And we'll get more into this in the second session. With your brothers, there is nothing, well, I won't say that, but one of the most important things you can do is to be truthful and honest with yourself and with each other, right? It does you guys no good to pretend with one another. Eventually, it's all gonna come out anyway. And so if you can do it in a way that is a little more, you know, rational and thought through instead of once you guys are ticked at each other, um, it's helpful. So going on today, consider those things. Um, Consider where you're at. Talk to your talk to your brothers about about those kinds of things. And we will continue this evening.